guess, with just going through the motions of introducing myself and all that bullshit, this damn thing, just simple conversation. So, <laughs> so, and you look gorgeous. Well, thank you. After a full day of my vanilla job, it's, it's good to know it doesn't take much to. Mm, well, shit, I, I was not in my vanilla job this week. Uh, this week actually been fucked up with COVID, actually. Um, I'm just coming off of COVID, actually. So you were my first show since that. <laughs> so shoot. And um, how is it balancing the world of porn and the world of working your nine to five? It's difficult. Um, I actually started a new in-office nine to five back in July. Mm-hmm. And I have, you know, being sick and traveling, I haven't actually had time to really focus on trying to make more content. So I'm trying to balance not having a work from home job anymore with trying mm-hmm. to keep up with making content. Yeah, because one thing when you're able to work from the crib and you kind of can work around that a little easier than having to go out to the JLB. Yeah. And but it's just funny because why do people think that we don't have jobs? I don't know. I, I think people think that it's an easy thing and uh, there are people out there that'll give you money left and right when that's not the case. Um, certainly not if you don't fit a certain aesthetic. I mean, I'm a BBW and I market myself that way, but I'm not everybody's niche. So it makes it even harder to to make that money. But shoot, well, I mean, I ain't going to front from my experience. BBWs. Oh, uh, this shit's Nick in the porn business. <laughs> so, I mean, there's nothing wrong with us. I just know that we're not everybody's, you know, everybody's. I mean, but the way porn had developed, it it made it such because everything is just so segmented now. You know, period. It's kind of like when you think about it, like, I mean, I don't know your age bracket, how you old, how old are you or what have you. I'm thinking she's like late 20s, probably at best. Um, I'm 34. 34. See, I was close. I was close. I said like 20. I I appreciate it. It's a compliment, but yeah, I'm 34. You know what I'm saying? But it it there was no different. There weren't no BBW porn. There weren't no big booty porn. There was no such thing as anal. If anal was in the porn, it was just in the porn. They didn't even make it a point to even point out that it was anal sex. Yeah. <laughs> You kind of just so happened to notice that it was anal sex. <laughs> yeah, you kind of had to be able to watch the little preview and be like, oh, this is what I want um, without having that. Yeah, without having that category. I remember the days of LimeWire <laughs> trying to download stuff there. <laughs> no, she didn't say LimeWire. Yes, she, yes, she's in my age bracket, ladies and gentlemen. Because <laughs> that's how people used to boot, bootleg the porn. It was before there was a porn hub and all that. It was LimeWire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to get I used to, I used to use my wire to get support here and there. I ain't even go for it. What have you? It, because it, it because then back then it's either you did it that way or you went to like one of the video stores nearby. Yeah, I wasn't old enough to go to those video stores when I discovered all that. So it was LimeWire. So see, so yeah, you was at the custom where everybody was using the computer. Yep. I'm gonna tell you what's funny, people. I don't want to discuss the first computer I ever had in life. Yeah, I mean, they don't even make that anymore. It, it, they, it, it was called Tandy. That shows you what it was. It was before there was an IBM. 
Yeah, I uh, hadn't heard of that one. This shit, it, that's why I say it's just crazy. It's like me being at 48, seeing the world, technology, going from Super Nintendo to Sega Genesis to, what what, what was it? Uh, God, I can't think of the name of the, the browser they used to have before there was a Google. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Netgate, something like that. Uh, oh, yeah, Netscape Navigator. Netscape, that's what it was. Yeah, it was. It, it, it just, it, y'all have to worry about that noise no damn more. Nope. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. And I also saw that you hang out with my good friend, Princess Gemini, and my other good friend, Fairy, you know, Killer Queen. Yeah, yeah, I got to meet them when I was in Vegas back in July. And I'm finally getting the <clears throat> content out that we made when we were together. And they're both absolutely lovely human beings, and I can't wait to hopefully work with them again. Oh, for sure, for sure. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit more. So with that being said, welcome to the Smokers Lounge. You know who I am. I am Kevin Arbor, Southern Champ, a.k.a. the porn rap star, fresh from COVID. Yes, I am back, people. And I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> and you can find all my links with one link, allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. <clears throat> Let me tell you about these wonderful sponsors that we have for you. First, the, L- the Facebook and the L's community, lsworld.com. Next up, the Highest Adult Magazine, the Game of Racism Magazine.com. And the new home of the Premium Smoke Room. We're talking about 90% profit for you and no hashtag issues for you content creators. When you consume, it's a new place to consume your triple S content and interact with some of your favorite content creators. And porn stars. We're talking about excitebunny.com. And like I said, go over to excitebunny.com and join the premium smoke room. Y'all know what it is. What happens in the premium smoke room stays there. Also, last but not least, award winning, award nominated. I'm talking about voiceover with Smut. And they even have virtual reality. We're talking about blusherotica.com. Go get a subscription today. Also, we're a proud member of the GW District Black Podcasting Network. So go over to shopgwdistrict.com and buy something from some black-owned companies, why don't you? Also, check me out five days out of the week on fullswapradio.com. Also, check me out on skyhopperdogtv.com as well as the BGP LLC app. Now, I'm going to sit back and let this sexy, gorgeous, beautiful, freak-next-door-looking lady (laughs) introduce herself to you. And my smokers, go ahead. All right. So uh, I'm Sarah Sitwell, also known as BBW Goddess Sarah. Uh, I've been doing this for about four and a half years, and I'm finally able to sort of get it into a a groove where I'm releasing new content once a week and um, hopefully continue to do that for the coming years. Now, you you say you've been doing this four years. Now, of course, you know, it's always a running joke that the average lady lasts well up to three years in this business you know period and my question to you before we go into the time machine is what keeps you in this i enjoy the community um and i also enjoy aspects of other aspects beyond the sex on camera i mean i i enjoy the it's kind of silly but the marketing aspect i enjoy editing the videos not just because i get to watch all that fun stuff, but 
the act of editing uh, is something I enjoy. And so all of that is allowing me to learn um, and grow and do other things that I wouldn't necessarily have the opportunity to do or to practice. Um, and, and again, uh, the community, it's, it's a great community. See, people don't realize that part of what keeps people in this is the passion. Absolutely. Um, it, it's an old saying that if it's not fun anymore, it's time to leave. Yep. And for you, where can you see people lose passion for this? Um, I, I will say I've had a few bad experiences with uh, co-performers, and I think that that can be one of the things that really drags someone down and really makes them want to stop doing what they do because there's only so much creativity some people can have with doing their solo content. So when they reach out and branch out and work with other creators, unfortunately, I mean, I didn't have a good vetting process. I'm working on that right now. But if you don't have a good vetting process, you don't necessarily know that the people you're working with are going to treat with respect, um, treat your boundaries with respect and pay you and, and do what, whatever you guys agreed on. Um, and I know that that's the kind of thing that can really cause someone to, to dislike um, everything about the industry. Yeah, because it takes what bad experience. <coughs> That's a good weed. Okay. <coughs> I might have been sick with cold, but I still smoke. But anyway, no, one bad experience can make turn you off from it. Um, yeah. Or what have you and everything. And because even with me as a producer and a talent, I always pay for the next man's sin, you know, period. Even to when, at a time when females wasn't doing content trade, you had a girl that might be down for it, but after her first content trade, which went totally left, now she don't want to do content trade and everything. So it messes up the person that comes behind who might be actually serious and professional. Yeah, uh, and I've I've spoken to some, I've had to kind of change parameters of what I require when speaking to new, newer creators. Mm -hmm. um, there are certain people locally that I would like to work with, but I just, I'm a very intuitive person and my intuition is telling me that it's not right for whatever reason or that I need them to kind of grow their own following, get a little bit more experience, even if they just have one collab under their belt that can be enough for them to understand some of the inner workings, depending on who that club is with. Yeah, but not, not, but see, you hear females on Twitter like, oh, he ain't got to be that experienced. He ain't got to have a big dig. He he ain't got to have this to work with me this year and third. But then they'd be the first one to complain about how unprofessional he was. Yep. He couldn't keep it up. Um, He didn't have no equipment. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got to have some time. If you stand for nothing, you fall for anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I, I'll make exceptions if the vibe is right. You know, I, again, I consider myself to be pretty intuitive. Um, but my intuition, I had uh, a poor, had some poor judgment back uh, a couple months ago. And um my intuition was telling me, don't do this. And I did it. And it was a really terrible experience. And unfortunately, it's someone I won't work with again. Um, but he was very new to the industry. Uh, he had very little equipment. He didn't know how to edit. He didn't even have anything to do the editing with. And it just was stuff that I didn't realize before 
we even met, but I drove eight hours to to work with him. So. I, hey, even with my first, well, it, well, well, see, it was different when I came and he came. Because <laughs> I'm sorry. It, <laughs> the fact that he hit that he had no way to even know how to edit it. Yes. Y'all didn't understand what we had to go through to edit a video, but I digress. It no, just, I, I, don't, I don't doubt it. Uh, I, you guys, to, just to get the video itself was an adventure with me. Don't doubt that. <laughs> now it's really easy. You know, you got things like I, I use Wondershare, which is yeah. um, like it's $20 for a year subscription and it's super user friendly. It's totally worth it. I'm not trying to like uh, <laughs> plug anything for you, but it's my favorite thing to use because I don't have a Mac. So I don't have, you know, iMovie or whatever. Um, but you just got to find what works for you. But it's not that difficult to find those tools. No, it's, but see, that's different between you coming in as a business or you coming in as this is just a way to get my job results. Yeah. You know, period. And that's the only thing about our genre. It is easy for someone who wants to get their jollies off to get into the business because you have more women getting into the business. And of course, now we got to go into the time machine. <laughs> Because we're gonna go back into the time machine. Because of course you was doing boy girl first. Probably you probably were doing solo. So, what got you into the business to begin with? So I actually started out with a little bit of financial domination, and that changed pretty rapidly as I started delving more into what that entailed, what other people did, and what kind of market there was for someone my size. Mm -hmm. um, and I found that it was a lot more difficult to market myself that way than it was to market myself just as an amateur porn star. So mm -hmm. I, I switched pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think the second month that I was doing it and I reached out to someone I'm on, I'm on FetLife and I reached out to someone 30 minutes from me who did that kind of stuff just as like a stunt cock, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, and he, he helped me do the first couple, but I also still wasn't well versed in everything that I needed to have in terms of documents. So that mm. content is no longer available because it didn't meet, you know, I didn't have the requirements. Yeah, that's what you said. So so basically, um, okay, how did you become financial domination dominatrix? <laughs> I mean, wait, wait a second, because you just go skip over the fact that you was a financial dominatrix before you decided to did porn. So yeah. <laughs> and that's not just you just don't skip over that and you just pretend like that ain't shit. So we're gonna go back and unpack that. How did you become financial dominatrix? It was such a short period for me that it doesn't really even it doesn't even feel like it's a barely even a blip on my radar anymore. Um it I sort of started it on a whim. I started doing research and hearing more about it because I was on FetLife. Um and over time, I realized that while there were one-offs that would pay a lot of money, um, it wasn't something I enjoyed as much. And I'm not as dominant as I thought I could be. Um, it felt forced, and so it didn't feel like something I needed to continue. Mm -hmm. Now, she mentioned fat life. So we might go off on a tangent for a second. Oh, no. Because <laughs> I'm about through with fat life. Um, 
it's how good how good did Fat Light treat you when it comes to this business on the business side? I don't use it a lot for business. Um, you know, I, I can connect with a few people, but I don't know how many people are coming from FetLife to my sites. I don't think it's that many. But I mean, even to collaborating, collaboration, um, even to the lifestyle itself. Honestly, uh, from my from my personal standpoint, when I just had a personal account and I didn't use it for business before I started doing this, I think I met three or four people that were actually worth my time on there, um, which is more than I can say for things like Twitter and or not Twitter, Tinder and Hinge yeah. and all that. So honestly, it's been better for the dating life than some of the other things. Uh, it's I mean, well, me, it's like, well, one, I'm in a, I'm a dominatrix that's an open marriage. So the people already know, the smokers already know what it is. And like I said, even to the point of I have met probably, like you, three people. And I have been on there going on almost a decade. And it's kind of like, to me, fat life aiming for the lifestyle anymore to me. Okay, I, I get that. I mean, I think I've been on on and off for like seven years. So I'm like, I'm seeing more girls with OnlyFans on there this year than I ever seen in history. All of that blew up since COVID. Um, I started about a year before COVID hit, almost exactly a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I saw somewhere that pre-COVID on many vids there were somewhere around 50,000 MV girls, and now there are over 130,000. Yeah. So, but it doesn't matter at all. Yeah, but see, because it, it, when I tell people about what happened with the back page, the same thing happened with OnlyFans. It's mm-hmm. the easy route for women, and it's not yeah. anything against women. The game is made for y'all to do this. To make yeah, <laughs> they're going to go to when OnlyFans, especially OnlyFans became popular, that's where they're going to flock to because recession, money, jobs being lost. Uh, especially when it was the pandemic because couldn't nobody work. So females figured out a way to make money with that. You know, period. Yeah. They just actually thought because it was a paywall that nobody was going to find out that you did it. Oh, that's not me. <laughs> I, I that's haven't <laughs> No, it just, it just to me, because even with escorting, you didn't show your face, so they didn't see your face. They saw your face, but it wasn't, you, you get where they're coming from, it wasn't on the net. Right. You know, right. so it was just funny how Girls said, no, nah, we're going to go with OnlyFans instead, which, like I said, I was when the Bush recession, that's when Backpage and Craigslist blew up. <laughs> Everybody, mama jumped on that. So, but, so now, back off the tangent of Fat Life. Fuck you, Fat Life. <laughs> just saying. Nothing personal. Just, I swear. I, I got it. When, when taboo became normalized, it was over. <laughs> and it's inundated with, you know, vanilla people who don't understand even the idea of consent. So I completely understand being completely done with, with fat life. 
it's it's like no, even to the point like understand I am not homophobic by any means. But dude, I don't do dudes. I don't yeah. need to send me a message saying that oh I want Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You to fuck me. I'm like, what? No. It's. <laughs> I finally realized that I could change um, who was able to message me and who had to request. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I finally changed that because, you know, for business, I was still getting messages like, I want to bend you over. And I'm like, you gotta talk. You gotta pay to talk to me like that. So I'm, I'm saying it's like they want. To, I'm like, no, yeah, If you want to be to talk dirty and you want to put some money in my pocket, by all means, I talk dirty with you, you know. But no, no, it, it, no. <laughs> <laughs> so now let's get back on on on, on tangent. So now, now you you decided to collab, all right? Yeah. Because um. So you didn't. So you wasn't doing no solo content before you started collaborating. Collaborating. I did solo content, not very much though. Mm-hmm. You got tired of that quick, huh? Well, I I was still trying to figure out like lighting and what kind of camera to use. If I could use my phone, create. I mean, there were there were a lot of things I was still trying to figure out. And so for me, the creativity aspect of trying to figure out something new for solo content was just an added thing that I didn't want to have to deal with, which. Mm-hmm think about it as silly because finding somebody someone to collab with takes more effort but yeah but see the thing a solo is just it's you have no one to bounce off of right you know period right. and 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 two also fans ultimately want to see you with a human being yeah they do i yeah. I, I understand why girls don't understand that part of it <laughs> i mean some people have that fetish of wanting to see you on your own, and that's all yeah. well and fine. I'd say 75% of the people that see my stuff like the boy-girl or the girl-girl content more than they like the solo stuff. Mm-hmm. But see, the, the reason why, because, see, I'm going to tell you the mistake that we make. You do realize fans do change their taste. Oh, yeah. See, ladies and gents don't understand that. And the base that they sit here and talk about if you keep playing to that base and giving them the same shit, they're going to get bored with it and want something else. You know, period. You know, that's why I'm like, the more, that's why the reason why porn is becoming more extreme, because we can see more of it. We can experience more of it. It doesn't matter. Shit, we could be walking down the street watching it on our phone. Yeah. I mean, here's, here's my problem, though. My creativity comes with a sense of humor, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do something silly and sexy, but I know that the silly isn't going to be the thing that makes it sell, and it might be the thing that makes it flop. So I haven't added any aspect of my humor to mm-hmm. any of my content because I just don't think that it's going to do well. But I that's what I like. I beg to differ. You think so? I beg to differ. I think it will. All right, well, <laughs> because maybe I, I'll bring that into it. No, the reason why I'm saying that because. We always hear the argument 
about how men watch a porn. Sure. I keep telling people this. If he bought this shit, he's going to watch the full scene at some point. True. <laughs> he's wrong. going to watch the full. He just, no, 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 no. We keep thinking that lady that all he's going to do. No. At first, he might skip through it. But then at some point, he's just going to watch it. Yeah. And trust and believe it's role play scenes. Anything that might have some comedy to it or what have you, it 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 dish them to you because sometimes they remember the skit more than the fucking. That's true. So no, it's just like I said, it's just I tell anybody this is an opportunity for you to do it any way you want to do it. There's not a blueprint of how to do it. It's yeah. just what they want is quality. The better the quality and the, and the more thought out it is, the, the more money it's probably going to make. And I think that that's something a lot of people don't understand is the the quality, because so many things are lacking that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they think that they can just churn out, you know, we talked about Solo and how you can't do the same thing over and over. They think you can just turn out this grainy, dimly lit Solo content week after week or day after day, depending on how often you post. And and think that that'll do it, and um, and you know, so I'm I'm working on my <coughs> my creativity. Uh, I, I might add my humor to it at some point, but I think I want to get my schedule uh, under control first. <laughs> I feel that. So, so now, so what was your first, um, let's say, pro shoot, shoot with the lights, what have you, collab, boy girl. Shoot. I mean, I, I collabed with Princess Gemini and Killer Queen, and I mm. I collabed with a few other people when I was in Vegas in July, but I haven't done anything that would be considered pro. Okay. Okay. So shoot. So how do you, um, can you basically touch on a little bit of how you find the guys that you work with or what have you and everything? Um, for you, what's the main thing that a guy has to bring to the table for y'all to work together? It's It really is a case-by-case basis. So if someone approaches me and is respectful and doesn't just say, you know, it, it's fine to call me sexy or something, but if if your collab request is, uh, let's collab because I want to bend you over and, you know, going on and on, it's like, okay, that's, like, <laughs> be professional, buddy. Um, but... On top of that, I, I would require them to have, I'd say, at least six months with one or two collabs under their belt. And I, I would, you know, look around and look at their content and see, are, you know, what are they using? Because it's pretty obvious if someone's using a shitty phone or if they're using something a little bit better. I use my phone, but it's obvious if they've got a 10-year-old phone, not 10 years, but, you know, an old phone. Um, if they don't have a tripod, at least. It, and so looking at their content and looking how much effort they put into it mm-hmm. also to decide if I want to work with them. Now I'm going to ask you this. Do you take into account whether or not they had shot with a BBW before? Um, it helps if they have, but it, it also depends on how much content. If they've only got five videos and only one is with a BBW, that's fine. That's 20% of their stuff. Mm-hmm. But if they've got 50 videos and only one of them is with a BBW, I'm probably not going to go with that because that's what. <laughs> Two percent. I do the math there. Uh, <laughs> you say yeah, you don't want to be. You don't want to be the. You don't want to be the guinea pig. You don't want to be guinea no, pig too, huh? To be one of the only two 
bigger women that you worked with because one you're not going to know what kind of angles work best you're not going to know what kind of positions work best to actually like i don't know not slip out mm -hmm. um so yeah i, I don't want to be one of the only two bbws or three bbws you worked with if you've got 100 plus videos yeah because um I mean, you have some guys that want to expand the territory because sometimes you can't help what's around you. Yeah, you know? I agree. I mean, with me, I was on the opposite end. Skinny girls like, you sure you want me want to work with me? <laughs> you should work with a lot of big girls. <laughs> like, yeah. well, if they can make the case, I'll listen. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm nothing if not understanding, but I can only make exceptions for, you know, certain people, I guess. So shoot. So with that, do are you uh do you do anal? I do, yeah. Quite a few videos recently have, have included anal. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it makes me want to come out of retirement. But anyway, uh so shoot, so I mean because um now, like I said, you haven't done what you say calls a, a pro shoot, but you have done pro style shoot. You know what I'm saying? What I mean is you have worked with Princess Gemini. Lighting, because what you're describing is like whoever you work with, they got to have the studio lighting the whole night. So you you shoot like if you are going to shoot with a major company at some point yeah. in time, what have you, or shoot majorly. So, yeah. um, when it comes to your shoots, how do you prep for your shoots? When you know you have a collab coming up, how do you prep for it? Uh, it depends. Um, there's a, a guy I work with here in Syracuse fairly often. It's It's been a minute because mm. I went on vacation and then I got sick, which is why we had to reschedule this. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, when he and I film, there's not a whole lot of prep. We discuss what kind of scene we're looking to do. Like, um, we've got an idea for um, a Halloween scene or two that I want to try to film this weekend if, if we've got time. Um, and so I've, I've got these kind of bullet points to hit and that's about it. And in that case, I'd be the director um, and I'll, I'll edit the videos. But when it comes to preparing for like my Vegas trip, um, I mean, I put everybody on a calendar. I had a spreadsheet for the kind of stuff I wanted to do and who I had, you know, STD tests from. And I mean, I was about as organized as a girl could get. I had a file, one of those accordion files with all the papers I needed. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I, I tried to make sure I had at least a few ideas for each thing and, and each person. And um, I mean, that that's my way of preparing. Yeah, because me, I, of course, I did role play scenes. I always like envision what the shoot is going to be when we're in the room, what have you, checking out the room and all that good stuff and everything. So shoot. So but I know with anal, though, I know you definitely prep your ass before you do a scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's. <laughs> I feel like that kind of didn't even need to be mentioned because, of course, yeah, that's going to happen. No, some people actually think that you just go in there, your ass is not prepped for nothing. Just No, that's not how that works. <laughs> I mean, it's it just funny the things that we have to do in front of the camera and 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 off camera to get prepped for camera. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To even do things. And um, for you, when when working in front of the camera, because this is the other thing I think people don't take into account is working in front of the camera is not the same as fucking off camera. I know y'all didn't hear me talk about this umpteen times. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Speak to the angles that you got to work your body 
yeah. to get the shots that y'all need. And understand this, mind you, she's doing this for content trade. So it's like it's a difference versus this money on the table versus this content trade. Because some people can mail it in doing their content trade. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, uh, you know, I, again, I go back to the guy I work with locally, whose name is um, Curtis Troy. I think he's only got an OnlyFans. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, he's able to use his camera with his ring light and I'm able to use mine so we can get a couple of angles at once. But, you know, we'll talk about what we're going to do and how long. Um, and what positions and then after what feels like, you know, five, six, seven, eight minutes, however long we need to do, um, we'll both get up and we'll kind of angle the video. And mostly it's him trying to figure out um, how I'll still be in the, you know, in the uh, camera lens, whereas his I mean, he blurs his face out so he doesn't even need to be shown for the most part. But um, it's definitely difficult yeah. to try to figure it out and tell him, OK, but I want it this angle but i can't see how he's setting that up and if i move hey, i won't hey, y'all doing this with tripods so this is not even with a cameraman yeah <laughs> i'm, yeah. I'm sorry I, I i do not envy y'all <laughs> shit because tripod is a pain in the ass they are uh, <laughs> is it pain in the ass and i'm like and i give it to the mother we have like three or four of them you know Trying to get yeah. the different angles because also you got to think about the editing. Yeah, yeah, and that's I think that's one thing um, a lot of like newcomers don't think about on the editing side is not only the angles and the lighting but the timing. Um, you know, you're, you're going to have to cut off the first thirty to sixty seconds of everything you film, and then the last thirty to sixty seconds. So if you only get three minutes, that's like maybe Thanks. a minute. Of stuff. You got to match your audio to all this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have like a separate microphone, so matching the audio is not a problem for me. Yeah. But, yeah. It, it it because it's kind of like because especially like when they switching, like you trying to get let's say y'all doggy style and this doggy style you're facing, so he's trying to switch it to where you got the spot on, then the side, then the other side. At the same token, not losing the the chronological order of the audio of what you're doing with the moment yeah, what you're saying. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do have some clips where I actually have like a picture, you know, a, a view of my face up in like one corner, and the rest of it mm -hmm. um, in the view, or vice versa. Um, I think a couple of them were custom videos where the person wanted to see both angles at once. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I do have to match up not only audio but the movements um, for that. So yeah, see, see that that's why I always love having a cameraman, and see that's why we always try to shoot it completely straight through to where That'd be nice. less <laughs> editing, less editing, just just less editing. <laughs> so now I'm gonna ask you this: Are you looking to do in your career a game bank? Yeah, I'd absolutely do that. Oh my God. So how many, what would be your perfect game bank? How many, what's the number? Uh, I actually have done one in my personal life with six men, um, but that was before I was filming anything. So it didn't get on camera. Um, so That's I, a I would experience. <laughs> okay, yeah, she, she, she did six, so ten in the stretch. Okay. Yeah, so I could I could do six. I could probably do more. 
because that that wasn't like I don't want to say that wasn't difficult and make it sound like no big deal, but it wasn't difficult and it was fun. So okay, so 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 how did you end up in a six man game bag? Uh, remember how we talked about FetLife? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, met someone on there who had posted an ad about having a group of, of guys that regularly did that and, you know, did the whole um, safe thing, made sure I got uh, STD tests from all of them. And that was about it. I definitely learned a lot. <laughs> and when, did you learn something about yourself or just gangbang? So I learned stuff about myself and I learned how to go about it the next time. I think uh, the next time I do it, whether it's on camera or personally, I need to have somebody there who can advocate for me and make sure people stick to my boundaries. Um, because when I'm in the moment, I can't. I cannot verbalize that's enough or whatever. And so the problem was when I didn't feel comfortable because I didn't have somebody with me mm-hmm. um, that I knew very well, I didn't feel comfortable saying, don't do this, don't do that whatever the case was. Um, and I can't think of anything off the top of my head because it was a few years ago, but uh, that was certainly one thing that I didn't realize because I've had no problem with um, partners or co-performers having to tell them to slow down or stop the scene. I just use the traffic light system and I've had no problem doing that, but in a, a group setting, I just wasn't able to. Yeah, because you see, now I see the difference between a normal game bang and a porn game bang. Oh yeah. It, like I said, it's organized chaos because the the in that game that you was in, them dudes are just horny and revving to go. They, yep. they they won't thinking about boundaries. They won't think they she was a body. <laughs> that was a group <laughs> that gets together every once in a blue moon once a week and they bang the shit out of somebody because they have frustrations in their home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> but shoot, but um, but that would made the experience not great. Was that or 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 it was good? I mean, it, overall, it was good. Um, it was just you know, again, it was just a few instances, and it wasn't anything that um made me so uncomfortable that I wouldn't do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just you know, it was a learning experience. Yeah, because um. Shoot, and they and they get the fuck raw too. So they were trying to gut you. <laughs> and I, I don't really laugh, but see, I know how dudes is. It's like, yeah, they you don't understand. They dudes get pussy when it's available. Just yes. keep that in mind. No, I am I'm aware. <laughs> so, so, I, so I tell people people remember that they keep that in mind. So when he gets the opportunity to rail something, he's gonna rail. And I mean, and plus it just be like in them situations, you would think it's it, it's kind of like I don't know, maybe because he knows he ain't got much time in it because he's sharing it with so many other dudes that he really got to get his. He did, was any of them even somewhat loving uh, yeah, <laughs> or sensual to a certain extent? They gave you a rest. <laughs> no, I didn't get a rest. Um, but the guy in charge was, you know, uh, trying to make me feel comfortable and, you know, doing what he could, but he still wasn't someone that knew me and knew like the signs of, of, again, me, whatever, whatever was going on. So. Yeah. So shoot. No, but like I said, but 
I mean, but for you, your next one would probably be uh you probably prefer it to be on camera. Probably, yeah. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. And do you do glory holes? I haven't. No, haven't yeah. done that. No. I said I'm gonna experience one one day in life. One day in life. So with that being said, people, you know what time of the show it is. That time of the show where the pushes go drive and discs go limp. Let's talk about the business. So this is the part of the show where, yeah, it gets boring for you people. So sorry if you want to tune out. That's your fucking prerogative. So, but now you're a lady that you're not really dependent upon the point money. No, I'm not. Because nine to five, where are you? So for you, you're not as stressed as somebody that would be if times get slow or what have you. So, because a lot of people think, one, this is quick money, easy money, and lots of it. That's not true. That's not true at all. So, I mean, so, it's like with you, um, and like you said, also, you're working a nine-to-five, so now I got to find time to chase the business. Yeah. So, with you, it's like, how do one you balance it, and two, um, how much harder is it for you to chase the business with you having a nine to five? But the same token, gave gives you that cushion. Yeah, um, and I will say I'm I come I'm coming off of a commission only job that at the end wasn't really paying the way it was supposed to, um, and. I don't think that company's going to be around by the end of the year. So that's not anything. So this. Oh, damn. Five- that's not good. Um, but obviously working from home before it was much easier to, you know, shower in the middle of the day and make sure that I was ready to do whatever I needed to do in the evening. Mm-hmm. Now it comes down to, okay, well, I don't get home until 530 and I'm up at, you know, 630 in the morning. And uh, do I have time to come home and, the person I film with here, he works early mornings. And so he goes to bed earlier than me. So can we find time on a weekday evening or do we have to wait till the weekend? But it's also now it's football season. And I like like football. So, okay, there you go. (laughs) So, um, you know, so when do we find time? And I've also, I've started dating again. And so I like find time for that too. And it's just balancing. It is definitely difficult. But um, when it comes to everything except filming with someone, so if it's solo filming, if it's editing, if it's um, scheduling posts to go out, I set aside time typically on like a Sunday morning or a Wednesday evening. And I make sure that I actually sit down and I do what I need to do and or come upstairs and (laughs) film if I need to. Um, And I just I get it done. And it's just a matter of willpower at that point. which doesn't sound like I like it. I do. Uh, because once I get into it, I'm I'm happy and I enjoy it. But it's... Yeah, it's, it's sort of an escape. And yeah. To focus on something that is not life. Yeah. 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 For, the hard part is the lead up, thinking like, oh, now I have to go home and clean up and maybe redo my makeup. But once I'm filming, once I'm doing whatever it is, I'm happy. So now you mentioned dating. Now remember, you mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> How is it being that with you in this world? It's 
a matter of figuring out, asking the right questions before you divulge the information. Uh, so I like to see how maybe how religious someone is or how accepting of like the LGBTQ community they are or anything like that. Because I, I consider myself queer. I haven't dated any women, but I've been with women uh, sexually. And it's, uh, you know, I, I like to see kind of are they an ally? Are they homophobic? You know, how do they feel about it? Because typically if someone is going to look down on this, if they're not an ally of the queer community, they're going to look down on this. Nine times up. Um, if they're a Republican. They're definitely going to look down on this. Of asking those questions before I go, okay, I like him or her or them. And I think I'm going to tell them, you know, mm -hmm. so it's it's difficult and I'm still in the early stages of seeing somebody to the point that we I haven't had that conversation yet um but there was one person before who knew we'd actually been sleeping together for like a year um, and then we went on a date and he knew what I did already and so he didn't seem to be able to handle it um but at least he was polite about it like he didn't try to dox me or anything like that um it, it, but it's it's a it's about it's, I, I, it's I find it crazy that even these day and age that there are guys who can't handle it. Well, I think part yeah. of it, it it's not the the act of the filming. It's not the fact that I do it because a lot of guys think that's hot. It's the fact that I work with other people and they don't want to. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's the fact you're getting fucked by another dude. That's that's yeah. what it is about. It's. <laughs> It's a job. I love it. Uh, I, I enjoy meeting everybody, but I, I can just don't feel anything other than something platonic for, for the person I'm with. And I think it, guys don't, guys that don't get that, um, it's the ones that probably want to actually date women like you. That's the funny part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For some apparent reason, it's like, yeah, because I mean, even to me, I, well, one, I always thought differently anyway. Um, and two, it's no different if he was dating a female that wanted to swing. Yeah. You know, um, or even a, well, you know, some strippers, they do VIP. Let's keep it 100, you know. But it's kind of like, to me, I... Because even when I thought about when it comes to men and men on that, their end of dating, mm -hmm. do we run into no problems? Because I asked them questions a couple of times. And I had a lady that told me about a reality show that she was putting together that involved a dude dating. And when she found out how many scenes he shot, <laughs> it's just a... He was off. She would. She didn't want him. <laughs> she yeah. didn't. Want him. She said, "Nah, I'm, I'm good." <laughs> but no. But see, but like I said, but that's it. Just the crazy part is, even being retired, if I wasn't already in a relationship, mm -hmm. be, unless I'm dating somebody in the industry, swinger or poly, I would be single. You know, period. Because it's just like me, I don't believe monogamy is physical. It's it's mental. Right. That's one. 
you know, because I'm like, I look at it like this. I we sit here talking about traditional relationships, traditional marriages, all that shit. Okay, what if your mate is by? Then what? Yeah. <laughs> Ain't gonna be much traditional in it. <laughs> yeah, what do you what do you do then? Yeah. And what 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 what? Yeah, what? You know what I'm saying? And not saying that it gives the guy the one that is hetero a passion sheet or anything like that. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is at some point that woman gonna want some pussy. Yeah. That dude, if he's back, I want some dick. I'm just saying. So, you know, and I'm just like, it's just funny because I think, which is worse, a woman, can a woman handle a man being fucked by another woman or a man? Which one is worse? Which one can't handle it the worst? I... In my experience, as long as, you know, if it's this kind of situation where you know they're working with other people, I think the women can handle it better nine times out of ten. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah, we can get emotional, but we seem to have a better head on our shoulders when it comes to that. We seem to have a better understanding of how to juggle those things. And and therefore, I mean, as long as I'm being told about things. Yeah. You know, if I, I, I know, I, go ahead. Yeah, I, I talked to a, a a couple where nothing goes on outside the relationship other than her doing porn. Yeah. You know, period. He just looks at it as that's work. You know, um, the, trust me, that's rare to people. <laughs> because okay. I'm sorry. Dude, because, look, it, you already know the first question you go ask was his dick bigger? Yeah. That is gonna be, yeah. Do you, but see, they, I was like I said again, if they actually watched, no, if they actually shot a scene, yeah, they would I know. Mean, they would act totally different. Yeah, they'd probably be like, "What you going to shoot? Bye, babe. Go ahead, bye, bye. Yeah. Get out of get <laughs> get out. <laughs> see when you come back. I love you. You you got an issue with it, dude." It ain't that fun. It's, I mean, it's fun. It's fun. It ain't fun. That fun. <laughs> fun point of like developing feelings and feeling something intimate. It still feels like work, but work I enjoy. Weird. We we be sore afterwards. <laughs> that's yeah. not no no. That's that. Look, <laughs> I don't give a fuck what anybody say. Good sex does not equal soreness. Uh, muscle soreness, yeah. <laughs> because I'm sorry, she has. She might have to ride a dick. She may not feel like riding a dick. She may have to ride a dick for five minutes. Yeah, there's so many things that I have done that, like in my personal sex life, I would be like, mm, no, not happening. <laughs> Only if it's your birthday. <laughs> she might have to got David Riley reverse cowgirl squat, you know, and this shit. Did. He might have to mount the ass while in the ass. I'm just saying, these are just different positions today. There are so many positions that don't happen in personal, it, like, no. just bedroom sex. No, no, it, yeah. it don't. It don't. Actually, if it does happen in your bedroom, it's once a year. And y'all <laughs> was drunk. <laughs> or is it y'all was drunk on, and high off Molly. 
Cause no, but I mean it. But see that, but see that just pro, proves to me it's. But if you was an actress, wouldn't be an issue. No, of course not. See, but technically you are an actress. You know, I mean, I, I, it's just we just do to do. Yeah. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> I'm pretending to have an orgasm multiple times on camera. And see, that's the other thing, too, because I was asked by his dad. And they be thinking, and I think the smokers be thinking, like, that it's not pleasurable because y'all don't have an orgasm during some of your shoots. No, it's pleasurable. I just, you know, have to go home and take care of myself afterward. But I still enjoy what I'm doing, and I have a good time. And, <laughs> I mean, if most of the time there was, you know, one person that I would say was actually bad in the bedroom, but everybody else has been good and has been fun and has, you know, it doesn't oh, mean it's having a good so you time. Had no shoots, huh? Hey, what? <laughs> yeah, wear no shoots, huh? Yeah, had one of those shoots. <laughs> maintenance, maintenance shoot. They just get through this. It's just exactly what that was. But but everybody else has been fantastic. See, I'm sorry. Maintenance shoots build character. <laughs> they are a learning experience, as many things in this industry are. <laughs> It'd be like, damn, you know, is it me? Is it you? What's what's the problem? Here? What's the problem? Yeah. But it happens, though. I tell everybody, okay. it happens. Because I'm sorry. They only have an issue once a month. Our dick can act funny when it 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 has a mind of its own, people. Just believe. <laughs> Some days it just don't want to act right. There ain't a damn thing we can do about it. So, <laughs> so with that being said, we're at the end of another, another wonderful episode here on the Smokers Lounge, you know, period. And um, you know, I got to ask. I got to ask. You know, I got to bring you back. So with that being said, can I call you a smoke buddy? Absolutely, you can. Say here, Miss Sitwell will be back here on the Smokers Lounge, and we're gonna bring her on Excite Bunny, audio wise on Spotify. We're talking about the premium smoke room. It gets more nasty, it gets more crazy, it gets more wild, it gets way more predictable. Titties come out, dildos might come out. You don't know what might happen unless you subscribe. Okay, people, four ninety nine a month, five premium podcasts for you to enjoy, and three tiers you know what i'm saying so you might even get a nice message from one of the co-hosts from the premium smoke room you know what i'm saying so check it out and subscribe and if you're on spotify you still would like to continue to subscribe on spotify and listen to it well you can for a month two ways to get great extra content from the smokers lounge in the premium smoke room so with that being said miss it will tell about where they can spend their money on you uh, they can find me on many vids, I want clips, OnlyFans, Loyal Fans, and Sin Party. There you go. So y'all go look that up. Go spend that money on Miss Lady so she can continue to make that great content. And we will continue to follow her on her journey because she will be back. So with that being said, you know how we hit these things all day, every day. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience if you haven't learned anything? Smoke this over. Say goodbye to him, Miss Sitwell. Bye.